back, everyone. My name is Dawn, and I'm the host of the Procovery Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We are speaking with Carlene Blake from St. Luke's Northland Mental Health in Smithville, Missouri. The St. Luke's Health System is a faith-based, not-for-profit, aligned health system committed to the highest levels of excellence in providing health care and health-related services in a caring environment. St. Luke's is dedicated to enhancing the physical, mental, and spiritual health of the communities they serve. Carlene received Procovery Circle Facilitator training in the fall of 2005. She played a vital role in bringing Procovery to Kansas City, twice traveling to St. Louis from Kansas City in advance of program expansion to Kansas City, and was able to serve as a mentor and inspiration to others. She has been a dedicated facilitator since early 2006. Here, Carlene shares with us about Procovery at St. Luke's Northland. We are an acute mental health hospital, so our average Length of stay is three to five days, and I'm working with persons with all different kinds of diagnosis. So I have quite the variety in my group, um, but it works here. When I um, first started doing Procovery in pretty much the beginning of 2006, I was at a different hospital, but very similar setting. I was pretty resistive to it and didn't really understand how it was going to work, and so I was like how am I going to do a group of someone that has depression and then someone that's actively psychotic and hallucinating in my group? You know, how is this going to work? But it, it does. And sometimes I have persons with, you know, schizophrenia or, or they may be having a manic episode with their bipolar and they may just kind of be quiet the whole time and then just out of nowhere say the most deep, inspirational thing you've heard all day. <laughs> It's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, at first I was kind of like, what? this isn't going to work. And I'm a recreational therapist, so, you know, my whole schooling was teaching, like teaching coping skills, communication skills, healthy relationships, and all that's good. But a lot of these people, they already know all this stuff. And recovery just, it makes sense. Next, Carlene explains how her circle uses the Just Start Anywhere approach rather than the structured approach. We use the Just Start Anywhere approach, and that's all I've ever done due to the fact that I have different patients in my circle, usually each circle. Sometimes I'll have somebody that's been in there before, but for the most part, I'm having new people every circle. So that one really works for us. It also is, I think, the best because I'm seeing people right after a crisis most of the time. And so this gives them an opportunity to talk about what they want to talk about and at where they're at in their lives right now. So it seems to be a pretty therapeutic tool as well, just to get people right where they are right now. And here, Carlene explains what Just Start Anywhere means to her. It doesn't matter where you've been or where you haven't been, but that you can just start to start to move in the direction that you want to go. And I think that's key is um, about the individual again, about where you want to go. What do you want? Where do you want to see yourself, you know, next month or or down the road? But I like that too, just start anywhere um, is one that really hits the patients. They're like, what? You know, when you have a medical condition, there is a sometimes in treatment a set, 
you know, starting point and then ending point with your treatment. But with, um, with mental illness or addiction or whatever is going on, everybody's so different. We are always interested to hear how recovery has impacted the lives of others. And here Carlene speaks about how it has impacted her own life. It definitely has impacted my life positively in my professional life and personal life. And in my professional life, it changed my approach with patients. Um, at a school, you, I learned, you know, different skills to teach and, and more of a teaching model. And now, and since I've been in recovery, I've kind of changed. It's more about um, being authentic with people and empowering the individual and supporting. And I really feel like I am planting seeds of hope in my patients' lives when nobody else might be. So I really think that it's changed the way I interact with my patients over the years, and that's good. And then in my my own personal life, I have practiced the principles, you know, every day, focus on moving forward and not backward and keeping hope alive and just all of them. Procovery circles in acute care settings are critically needed and can make a profound difference. In times of crisis, it can be easy for nearly the entire focus of treatment to be on the crisis and on what led up to it. To quote the chapter, Sticking with Procovery When the Going Gets Rough, from The Power of Procovery and Healing. Using crises to move toward healing requires a reorientation in thinking, to see crisis not as an evidence of failure, but as a painful but expected part of the path to healing when healing efforts can have the greatest impact. With this reorientation in thinking, there is a tremendous opportunity to just start anywhere and taking healing steps before, during, and after crises. These steps can make the difference whether a particular relapse is a detour on the way to healing, a turning point toward healing, or a loss of will in getting there at all. Healing can be initiated during times of crisis. To think about it in concrete terms, I will share another short reading from the notes section of the same chapter. Refocusing thinking can be hugely beneficial. Sometimes, rather than asking, why do you want to die, ask, what do you have to live for, and build on that. Betty Blaska described to me the time she went into a hospital emergency room in crisis, suicidal. She'd been to dozens of emergency rooms over the years, and she was used to being asked why she was in crisis and why she wanted to die, but she'd never been asked and wasn't prepared for the question this emergency room doc asked her. He asked her what she had to live for. Betty was completely taken aback, and her reasons slowly came to mind. Her cat and the children she instructed in religion, her mental health advocacy work, and the people she loved. She found her focus shifting from one of desperately wanting to die to one of thinking about life. So for Carlene to continue facilitating procovery circles, knowing she's planting seeds, yet not having the reward of seeing them sprout because she's in an acute setting, takes a deep commitment and faith in the program. And yet, here she is, nearly five years later, making a beautiful and critical difference. 
We hope you enjoyed our conversation today and that you will please continue to join us as we will continue to hear from some other very inspiring people, as well as bring you new Procovery songs, readings from the Procovery book, and new materials, as well as updates on Procovery Institute programs. As always, we invite you to follow us at www.twitter.com slash procovery, and please remember to share these podcasts with friends, family, and colleagues. Today, we would like to leave you with a quote from Agnes DeMille. No trumpets sound when the important decisions of our life are made. Destiny is made known silently.